Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday evening edition. Uh, Carson, welcome in, man. It's always uh, always fun and I hope you had a good weekend. It is always uh, great to be in here and I uh, love doing it. And I did have a good weekend. Uh, how about yourself? I uh, uh, consumed a lot more candy than I probably should have. Uh, Once you start, you can't stop. I'm telling yeah, you, when well, you start eating on that candy, you just don't want to really make the rest of the candy feel bad. Like <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I ate the Snickers, so I better eat the Milky Way. Well, then you eat the Milky Way, and you got to have the peanut M and M's. Well, then yeah. you've you've had your fill of chocolate, so you got to have sour. So then you eat the Twizzler. Yeah. And, and then and the it, bag of candy's gone. You're like, whoa. Oh, no, no, no. I have two <laughs> little boys, so we have candy oh. coming out of our ears. So I they mean, were they were, they were were up till about. No, we ration it. I mean, it's kind of like pick three pieces and, yeah. But, the yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. I, I'll tell you how much candy they got. So we, we live in – I'm pretty – I'm excited about our house. I like where we live. Uh, my little boys, they wanted to know how long their candy was. Uh-huh. They literally, they had it all the way out their bedroom, all the way down the steps, all the way to the back door, and all the way to the kitchen. That's funny, because when I was a kid, I used to put it in like a square, like on, oh, the, really? on the floor, see how much I could Go stack. back and forth? Yeah, how many rows, so yeah. Yeah, theirs was a full-blown train. Like, I mean, I was like... It's wild how much you get. You really just don't know. You know what's funny, though? It was like all the same candy. Like, we all bought it from the same place. Because we didn't go outside of our neighborhood. Because we we live in a really great neighborhood. There's a lot of small kids, basically my son's age, uh, around. So, you really don't have to leave. You know, he's got all his little friends. And for for COVID and 2020 protocol, it was just good to kind of be in your own little area. And... uh, but it was so funny because, you know, for the longest time, my boys said, what are you going to be for Halloween, Dad? And I'm like, ah, I'm probably just going to be a worker. It's You know, that's kind of what it does. But <laughs> So I had a, uh, an idea. I don't know. Did I share with you what I was going to be and what I ended up dressing up as? I think you might have mentioned it, but I don't think I don't think you ever showed me. So I, I was Bob Ross. Nope. Yeah, you told us. You told me and Judy were going to be Bob Ross, but and I got to see a picture of that. So I am pulling. He is seeing it for the first time right now. Um, it it came off well. I was really nervous that uh, that was that was the crew there. That is a cool looking costume. <laughs> Tell me that's that, not funny. Yes. I was just glad nobody thought I was Seth Rogen. Well, I do mean, you know who Seth Rogen? Yeah. Is? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a big thickness difference Uh between Bob Ross. I was like, good, people knew I was Bob Ross, which I had the paintbrush, the whole thing. So, anyway, but it it went really well. I went around the neighborhood, and they went, you're Bob Ross. And I was like, Uh yeah. Well, I mean, not literally. Well, I mean, it looked looked like... You looked like Bob Ross. But I feel like like bearded costumes, there's just not a ton of options. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? That's, if you that if, was hilarious. If I would have saw that in person. If you don't want to be like Zach Galifianakis from like The Hangover yeah. or Seth Rogen oh, from be, any of those movies, it's got to be Bob Ross. When I grow up, I want to be Zach Galifianakis. I was like, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, sure. Sure. He's just a, He's just there. He's. Have you ever seen the movie The Campaign? Yeah. I was gonna say, if you haven't, you should never watch it. As a, as a uh, as a molder of young minds, don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but, it is uh, a um, it is an interesting movie. I would say I wouldn't suggest it, but at the same time, it's very intriguing. I think it's a very good one to watch maybe tonight. You know, because tomorrow's election day. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, know the crazy that could be. Yeah, and know and know just just what you're getting into before you go watch it because yeah. it is very very weird do not watch it around young children I'll, I'll just put that out there but jude uh or, or carson a huge about uh, jude will uh will reprimand me now <laughs> hey Look, remember the jude show the jude show but uh let me uh let me let's kind of get back to what what did happen this friday night so uh high school football came to a regular season close which was it's kind of an interesting point for yeah. both because Alcoa had clinched their, their championship the previous week because they were out of conference playing Dobbins-Bennett Thursday night. Maryville had clinched against McMinn County, but they had a conference game against Heritage there Friday night. Senior night for Heritage, I thought they did a really good job of having senior night and, yeah. and, and really getting to the finale of what was a regular season. Um, William Blunt, you know, that they had a uh, – they had their finale of their regular season, and, and then, of course, Heritage mm-hmm. uh, played Maryville. Uh, the The dynamics look something like this, like Alcoa Thursday night. We did not have a Friday show. That's why we're going over this. Um, Alcoa played Dobbins-Bennett on TV. 20-7 to Alcoa victory. But I thought if, if at any time in the season other than the Maryville game, Alcoa looked mortal, this yep. was a game that they kind of looked mortal. I thought I thought Dobbins Bennett just wasn't ready to play. No. I thought their clock management was pretty poor. I thought there was a lot of things that they could have done better. I'm not I'm not disputing that that Alcoa wins that football game, but I just thought I thought Dobbins Bennett just wasn't ready to play. I, I didn't either. I mean Dobbins Bennett like he's I mean, Did you like watch said, it? I watched I, I saw like some highlights of it. Unfor- the the worst part about it was the Isaiah Cox got dinged up, may, yeah, you know, maybe injured a little bit. Uh but but really Alcoa looked very good. Braden yeah. Anderson was a beast. I mean, he he really, you know, probably one of the better play-the-ball receivers in East Tennessee, honestly. Just wherever it's at, he can go find it and go get it. But uh, I'll, be, I'll be that aside. Like, I thought he had a great game. I just thought Dobbins-Bennett just wasn't ready to play. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Dobbins-Bennett is a team that you have to watch out for. But I think Alcoa – I've said multiple times, I think this Alcoa team is a, is a different animal. And I think they just showed out right there, and I, I think they won't have any any trouble here in the postseason um, down the stretch because I think that was a real big stand to beat Dobbins-Bennett that way. And, yeah, Dobbins-Bennett, they probably just weren't ready for that kind of beast yet, and I don't, I don't know if it was just they didn't come to play or they're just uh, not even as talented um, or any close to talented as Alcoa is. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's the same Dobbins-Bennett team that, that had kind of let down the week before to Science Hill. Yeah. Uh, so Dobbins-Bennett's kind of limping into the playoffs a little bit, but nonetheless got it done uh, to, to take care of business there. But uh, you, you talk about matchups that, that Maryville are going to see later down the road. Science Hill took on Bearden. That was a battle of three and four in, in Region 1. 
And that was whoever lost that game got to come to Maryville yeah. this week. And uh, Science Hill probably, I, I don't know, I don't know that, I, I talked to several people last week, and I don't know anybody that picked Beard. Let's just put it that way. You, you, I wouldn't either. You got a little, uh, got a little Taco Bell? Yeah, you know, the Baja Blast, it's happy hour. And I'm like, look, too good. They of a, have a happy hour? Taco Bell has two a to happy five, hour? Two to five. What's what's the deal? I think it's like two dollars or something. Man, you can't beat that. No, you can't. That Baja Blast is too good. Too. He had to get it in there. He had to get it in there. But but Science Hill was taking on Bearden, and I talked to a lot of people last week, and I don't know anybody that took Bearden. Honestly, mm-hmm. just based on they they've been impacted by COVID a lot. They they've they've battled, but they've just been a team that kind of beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Science Hill coming off of a a kind of an upset loss, yeah. uh, to or an upset win. Uh, over Dobbins Bennett, and uh, you're you're just thinking Science Hills finally got it together. Yeah. You know they're a team that's going to go in here and do what you got to do. The Beard and Bulldogs, Coach Shen Lever and company, they beat Science Hill bad. Yeah, twenty-seven to seven. Yeah, I mean I'm telling you, Beard and I think we're we're just not looking at Beard and the same. You know, after watching that Maryville game. And, you know, Maryville got off a slow start that game, but we ended up pretty taking control of it. But Bearden, you just, they're kind of those underdogs. You just don't really know what to think of them. And like you said, Science Hill coming off that big win over Dobbins Bennett where Dobbins Bennett was heavily favored. You were thinking Science Hill would just get another win, and it didn't look like that. So now you, <laughs> you don't really know what to think at right. this point with Dobbins Bennett and Science Hill. Uh, you don't know which team's better at this point. You just really don't. And I mean, you got to give credit to Beard, and that's a and it's a big win too. A big twenty-seven-seven, a twenty-point win. Oh, absolutely. And Science Hill, what do you get for for that loss? A trip to Maryville. Oh, so yeah. that's uh, that's what they'll they'll get to see out of that. McMinn County finished up their season defeating Bradley Central. 41 to 25. I thought that was a big win for them. And I think that just speaks to what what Maryville's defense was able to do cuz Bradley Central's a pretty good football team yeah. and to to hold or or to score 41 points on that defense, I think just speaks volumes for what Maryville's defense was able to do against Mr. Jalen Hunt, that big time running back for McMinn County. Uh but but Greenback, uh they finished their season strong 35 to 7 win over Oakdale. Maryville beats Heritage 45 to 8. Again, two and eight is where Heritage finished their season and had a a uh, had a game scheduled this week against Clinton, a bowl game, a 2020 COVID bowl game, yeah. and uh, looks like that's not going to be as they've had a a little bit of run in with COVID and uh, just not going to be able to finish their season yeah. uh, against Clinton. It's going to be a tough because you know those players, those seniors, and so forth want to play because I'm telling you. I know Maryville put a whoop on them, but they put a whoop on a lot of people this year. But I think Heritage has played really well versus some teams this year. They've competed in almost every game. Mm. And I think these guys want to end off on a win. I think they deserve to end off on a win because I think they can beat that Clinton team. So I think it's really tough for these seniors and the whole team just to not be able to play that one last game and uh, go off on a 45-8 to eight loss. Well, and and like like we've talked about in the past, you know, they they had Cleveland on the ropes, took Cleveland to overtime. Yeah. Honestly, beat them in regulation. They just got the the game winning field goal called back on on a I think an off start or a false start yep. uh, penalty. Just just, just a five tough yards go. back. Yeah, tough and then William Blunt, 
They almost beat William Blunt. That they game had went, William Blunt. Beat. Yeah, they, they everybody thought Heritage had won that game. Yeah, that was a that was so a that's tough two out. wins if they win those games. So that's a, they're at a different different area here with four wins. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They 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 had matched the last probably five years worth of wins. Uh, should they have gotten I mean, really to four? Yeah. But uh, uh, you, you know, looking at, at down through here, Cleveland beats Ottawa thirty six to thirty. Uh, Ottawa led that game for the most part. Uh, I actually thought Ottawa was going to get the win, but uh, Cleveland kind of rebounds, gets back to five and five. Not the year they had wanted, but finish up their their regular season at five and five. Pigeon Forge defeats Scott County. Pigeon Forge had a really nice year, six and three. Probably would have been seven and three, but their first game of the season was was canceled basically about three minutes into it because of weather. Oh, really? They waited out the weather for about three hours and then finally canceled the game because the other team had to travel. That's how that William Blunt game felt first game of the season for Maribel. We waited right. forever. Right. And Absolutely. It's not fun. I'm telling you, it's not fun at all. Absolutely. But William Blunt finishes their regular season against Lenore City with a victory, 35-6 to over LC. 35-6 to makes the Governors 4-6 and on the regular season. And, uh, and again, just an, uh, another – uh, you know, another four-win season. I think they expected to be beyond 500 yeah. this season. Uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, but uh, I think Coach Shadowins and and that bunch, uh, they're they're a growing uh, group. But uh, another one of those battling teams that that are in a lot of games, but just uh, just uh, just don't finish. And they have a playing game, or they have a bowl game too. I think, right? Or are they going to playoffs? I'm looking up. I'm looking. I'm pretty up sure the, it, did, uh, it didn't say district game. It, it just or it said uh, it just said district game. It didn't Let's say district. See. district Let's see anything. what the old coach T says for this Friday night. Because I'm pretty sure I looked at it and it said the same for the Heritage game too. It just said district game, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll be there at the bottom of William Blunt's schedule. Oh, I'm just yeah. I didn't. I went the wrong way. I guess I was gonna go just based on uh, what what games were allotted. Yeah. Uh, for this Friday night. So, looks like Alcoa's got Johnson County. Um, Greenback actually made the playoffs uh, at four and six. They'll did play they really? Unaka. They'll how play many Unaka. How many games did they uh, win off of uh, COVID? Two. That's right. You know how many games they lost off COVID? How many? Two. Oh, really? <laughs> Science Hill will come to Maryville. Uh, South Oil, Daniel Boone. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing. Uh, Lenore City made the playoffs. That's sad. Two and nine. Two and nine. They made the playoffs. <laughs> you just sounded like uh, oh, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of that coach for the the Colts. It was when Peyton just first got in the NFL. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. It's, he's a oh, man. We will come up with this name. Yeah, uh, they're they're not going to lose that game. I'm sorry. West yes, is, Knox West. West is too yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough draw for them. No doubt about it. But no, I, I think you're right. I think uh, I think William Blunt does have a bowl game. Let me back up and we'll we'll test that out the way you see. He had the way he had the right. Uh, it was Jim Mora. Jim Mora. I knew that. Did you know that? I let me look at his. Uh, I'll know what he looks playoffs. like. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. You gotta right, win a game first. They're not showing a, a game this Friday night. They're showing their season finished at four and six. Oh, gotcha. No bueno. So, so really, out, coming out of 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 Blunt County is Alcoa and Maribel. Is is there really any team in in three A that's going to really do anything to Alcoa? 
Um, I don't, I don't know. I think Alcoa's too good, to be honest. I just don't think. I Here's what I'm saying. I If I'm going to be straight up honest with you, Right now. And that's what we're about, straight and up honesty. I'm going to be from a fan's perspective, but at the same time, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. There's not a team I don't think that's going to be able to compete with them in the rest of the playoffs. I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you, last year in, in the final game against Pearl Cone, they didn't score. Pearl Cone didn't score. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is it, – no. Would you go on record and say that, that they may have seen their, their best competition this past Friday night against Dobbins Bennett? I think I think I think it very well could be Dobbins Bennett could be probably top tier of who they're going to play. They're going to be. I I think I could rally. I think I could rally a group of kids together and put up a little bit of a fight compared to what these people are going <laughs> to compared to what these guys are going to be able to do. Well, that's. <laughs> I was going to say that's uh that's pretty that's strong words there from Mr. Carson. I, I I'm just going to be honest. Did you with say you. rally up a bunch a group of guys. I think I could take you, me, Jude, and a couple of guys. I think we could put up maybe a field goal because Against some who? of these guys won't score. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's going to be sorry. tough. So do you, do you, so given that fact, and and again, I think you know Troy Provo Heron and and a lot of the guys that I've talked to on this show, again, very different opinions. They say Alco is on a collision course with ten straight championships. Like the first, the person that's going to stop Alcoa from winning championships is Alcoa. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, are you are you in that school of thought? Yeah. I mean, if if they don't move up, then I don't know what else they're going to do. Do you think they should move up? Yeah, I think they should move up. Why? Because I think they're too good of a team. Heritage is moving down. What? To five. Really? Yeah. Is that an a, option? Yeah, you can move down. Oh, see, I thought you could move up, but I thought you, you no, could you can move, move down. I, I think the population it has to be in a certain amount with the kids. Uh, this will be the enrollment. Last, yeah. Yeah. So this was the last year we'll probably play them unless we put them on the schedule. Huh. Really? Five. They're going down to five. Now I think Alcoa should. Move. I think if it's ten straight championships, I mean, a great school, they'd compete just fine in six A. I think they well, could. Here's I think the thing. Well, fine. they can only go up one. Oh, that's really. So they can only go up one. So I, I think if they went to four A, though, I like the the idea of them playing teams like Elizabethan, yeah. Greenville. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of you other think, good. You think 4A. they should move up? I do. I do too. I do. Yeah. I, I, I really do. I, and I'd it's, love to see him play. And it's not because it's not because it's it's the same reason when Maryville was was a five A school and chose to go to six A. It's because you play in a the the bigger division, you answer all the questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if 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 and Alco is looking at at what the region looks like and what their their schedule looks like. But as much as Alcoa looks at what they're going to do, other people look at Alcoa to stay away from them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there was some discussion about, you know, Coach Rankin and the athletic department really talking to schools in 4A and 3A, saying basically if we go up, will you play us? Or if we stay in 3A, can we schedule you? And I think there's just going to be a lot of dynamics that goes to that. But Maryville's going to be a 6A school officially uh, by enrollment, but they, uh, of course, was playing up in 6A uh, regardless. But yeah. I'll be interested. I think the 12th is the deadline for, for that that decision and for that, that announcement. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess from this from this chair, uh, we, we well, think Alcoa needs to go up? I think Alcoa needs to go up, but you think they're – here's what I'm – they're not going to. Um, you don't think so? Ten championships in a row, they probably want to just keep – getting rings on their face. Well they don't they don't have ten in a row. They're actually going for six in a row. Well I'm saying but I just I'm saying if they get ten in a row, they're gonna be fine with ten 
your hands full of Gary Rankins, uh, Troy told me the other day, he said, I think Rankins is starting to put him on his toes. And, and that was a moment when I was like, I'll never unhear that. I'll never unhave that uh, <laughs> that mental image. Will never un, un, un. I'm like, don't do that, Troy. I would have. You, you ever uh, seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like yeah. he, he's got the. Uh-huh. Or, or no, sorry, it's Bill Russell. He's got two on one finger. Mm-hmm. I just think that's cool. I think it is, but I'm just gonna be honest with you. If you, if I'm, if I'm in his shoes and I'm winning championships every year, and they ask me to move up. Well, see, that's the thing. It's not about being asked to move up. The school has to make the decision to go up. They don't really ask people to go up. Well, I don't think they would. You don't think so? I think unless they – I don't know why. The only thing is, is and this is the this is the, the unknown, right, at this point, because there's a lot of shuffle. There could be teams that step down. There could be teams that step up. I think it's all about that region, mm-hmm. you know, what that could look like. I think Maryville, one of the big proponents for when they went up to 6A was they got to, to kind of keep some close games. You know, William Blunt uh, Heritage was going to be in their region. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. They they went to Athens and and Cleveland a couple times versus having to go to Knoxville and and go well in, in a lot of different directions. Like every away game was an away mm-hmm. away game. Uh, so I think some of that plays into it. But I like I said, I I've seen uh, Elizabethan play, and I'm not saying Elizabethan uh, shines you know shines a light to Alcoa. But what I'm saying is, yeah. is it'd be nice to Give see that kind of matchup. Yeah. It'd be nice I to agree. see Alcoa Greenville. It'd be nice to see. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to look at 4A. Let me let me look up these new classifications. New classifications in TWSWA football. Do the old Googles. Uh oh, here it comes. Here it comes. 2020 enrollment. Here you see it. Initial sport classification. This is fall 2020 enrollment report. Oh, wow. We need to sort this. There we go. Oh, wow. You know there's a school. I don't know where Carroll Academy is, but they have 28 students. Oh, really? That's a small one. I, I don't know. I don't know if people across, you know, I don't know if people across the air can hear it, but I'm like I feel like I'm drinking the the the, <laughs> the Baja Blast. I'm like, is it wet in here? What's going on? <laughs> like my ears are like all over. Uh, but uh, but where are we? Let's just see who's around. Twenty? Now. Did you say twenty eight students? Yeah. And they have a football program? No, no, this is just straight up schools. I was about to say I don't think that's really. You could, you could. You just need 22, really. You yeah, don't even I need know, 22. You could have like 15. You think, but what about the girls and the boys? How are we going to do that? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Well, I mean, girls play football now, so. Hey, I'm just, hey. I'm fine with that. As long as they can play ball, that's all that matters, right? I ain't imposed. Oh, Washburn High School has 151 kids. It's not a lot. That's where my buddy uh, graduated from. He had like 32 in his graduating class. Yeah. He was on the That's, golf team. They don't have a football team. Do they have, they, they just have golf? And basketball. And baseball. So I could be a star at basketball there. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, within offers. the school, like on practice, like when you go to play somebody and you got to play all the whole game, it'd look a little different. I mean, maybe. I'm trying to I'm trying to find this uh this new classification, but it's just not happening. Boom, 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 boom. 
Okay, this was updated October 30th. Are you ready for it? So 1A will comprise of 0 to 374 students. 2A is, and they're all, there's 49 schools in each of these classifications with the the initial by enrollment Mm -hmm. block. So 49 schools that are 0 to 374 students. 2A is 375 to 541. 3A is 542 to 761 students. 4A is 762 students to 1,114 students. Uh. 5A is 1,115 to 1,496. And 6A is basically 1,497 and up. So Alcoa has less than or around 700-something? I am looking for them. Alcoa, Alcoa, Alcoa. No, here's the thing. That's that's what I'm getting at. I think Alcoa is not even a really big... They have 655 students by enrollment. I didn't even know that. So 655. So they are dead in the middle of 3A enrollment. Mm, That's weird. The problem is, though, they have like 100 players on the team. Yeah. So I think, you know, playing that card, uh, you could play up. But here's I'm trying to say, so it is 4A would be 762 and up. So here's some teams that are in 4A uh, that – you know, could maybe possibly – oh, looks like Pearl Cone is going to step up into 4A. Looks like they're going to do that. Uh, Milan High School is going to step up. And then Wood, Wooddale. But uh, Melrose High School is going to step up into 4A. Um, Elizabethan High School is in 4A. Uh, Greenville's in 4A. Uh, I'm trying to look. Like, other than that, Stone Memorial's in 4A. Um, South Doyle's in 4A. Um, Anderson County's in 4A. That'd be a good matchup for the Tornadoes. Um, and then that's really it. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Like, those are the only teams that would battle Alcoa in 4A, in my opinion. I mean, there's other teams that maybe could step yeah. up every now and again. But uh, I don't know. I- I'm trying to see. Could you imagine being in conference with some of those teams, though? No. That would be that would be nuts. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I think that I, th- I want to see him play some people. Let's do it. Red Bank's in 4A. Uh, that's another good team. Chattanooga Central is in 4A. I'm going to vote for it. I'm going to vote for it. We're going to cast our vote. Alcoa, move up. Move up. It's We're going to vote it's, today it's time, and tomorrow. It's time to start playing some competition. Absolutely. At, <laughs> they play competition. It's just, oh, yeah. It's just it's uh, just uh, forty eight to nothing each time. It's just it's just game. like practice level competition. But yeah. hey, uh, let's take a break. Listen to our fine sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk about them Florida Gators and how they like to fight. Chomp chomp chomp. Yeah, a little uh, little throwback unis, a little throwback attitude. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the grind. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio. One hundred point nine FM, eight fifty AM. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire 
inquire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. 
And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we uh, we have tried to get back on track yep. a little bit. Uh, we talked to we, – we somehow got on a tangent about who Alcoa would play should they move to 4A. Mm-hmm. That was not on the docket at all. No, it wasn't. Like zero. But they will play Johnson County in the first round of the 3A playoffs. Maryville will play Science Hill in the first round of the playoffs. We will review those Thursday – as we will we'll kind of have an opening show there uh, to kind of look at the playoffs and do their thing. But uh, totally uh, just a tangent. Like, yeah. That's fun stuff, though, right? It is. Well, you know, some people are probably interested in that because, you know, you don't really know how classes work sometimes. Right. And when you look at who they play and then you start kind of getting on that side of like, well, maybe Alcoa should play a little bit more of competition if they're winning this much. But You never know. The right ha- person yeah. might be listening. And sometimes you just think you're like, well, that is pretty impressive the way Maryville wins those championships in six A, isn't it? But but if you uh, <laughs> but if you have an opinion, give us a call eight six five nine eight three four three one zero. Again, that's eight six five nine eight three four three one zero. But as we shift gears to college football, I really, you know, of course we're coming out of the bye week, so Jeremy Pruitt had his opening presser, and and there's some things that he said during that, but honestly. It's about proofs in the pudding. You know, what what do we see during practice this week that opens some things up? Is JG getting more reps? Is is it even? What does it look like going into Arkansas? And then what do they necessarily take from that? But coming out of the weekend, two things, and both of them have to do with Florida, which is normally not my, my jam. So if you're listening right now, don't think this is any kind of gator show. This is just two of the, I guess, the more controversial things that happened yeah. over the weekend, non-Big Ten related. Uh, one being Dan Mullins came to the post-game press conference dressed as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little Is that not weird? You don't see that often, I don't think. Is he not, not like, and I'm not calling him a moron, but I'm calling him an oxymoron because when you look at him, like you don't expect to get the attitude and the personality that he puts no, out there. No, the way he kind of, the way that it just – I mean, I guess you could say it's Halloween. It's I guess I kind of called him a moron. Yeah, you called him a moron. Yeah, either way. Dan Mullen is a moron based on what? Well, with a hat like that. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, it was kind of out of nowhere. I mean, you're like, well, it is Halloween, but it's Saturday. Here's the thing. Like, one, his team just looked like a bunch of, like, whatever you want to say, going out there and fighting. And ha- yeah, hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of shenanigans right there. But, uh, you know, going out at halftime and fighting M- Missouri. Now, granted, a lot of people's like, well, they took up for their quarterback. Well, that's not – we've seen multiple times that fighting is not the answer. And I just – you know, I've never – and I played football, and I feel like, you know, I can make a statement like this. Yeah. I've never said, you know what I want to do? I'm going to hit that fellow with the helmet on right with my feet. <laughs> I'm going I'm to just see how uh, hard I can hit that helmet. Yeah. Like – it just, it's going to hurt you more. It's just not me. making any sense, which nobody said, and I've made this comment over and over and over, just because you're a super big athlete does not make you super big intelligent. No. Like, everybody's like, oh, what did what did Tom Brady say? Oh, man, I bet you his opinion's so – yeah, if your opinion's on how to attack a 4-3 defense, I'm interested in what Tom Brady yeah. has to say. But anything socially, 
No. No, I don't think so you have much. a degree. Um, I mean, I, I'd be interested in, you know, he probably has some interesting modeling yeah. uh, statements, you know, especially with Giselle being at the house. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, but other than that, I probably wouldn't take any opinions from well, him. Well, you look at these people, and we saw this yesterday with the Bears wide receiver just coming up out of nowhere, just punching the guy in the face. <laughs> Did you not see that? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's you 2020. Know, these helmets, it's so 2020. these helmets are made to be rocked by a 350-pound defensive lineman. Like, have you not heard? You think your fist is going to do anything to them? No, yeah, it's going to hurt you, your fist. Did more you than not it is. watch Butch Jones? Like, he had players that fell on these things and had to be out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> they fell on helmets. I'm telling you, these helmets are made to be run over by a truck, and you think your fist or slapping somebody in the face, yeah. it's going to hurt your hand. Especially those Wes Welker style ones. You know, the ones yeah. that you know. They could take a I you know a Peter built in the side of it, and then I don't understand. I don't. I but think here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I make all these jokes, but realistically, so Kyle Trask got hit high, yeah. and and all jokes aside, it was a rough look. Mm-hmm. It it was nasty. It needed to be dealt with. I don't know what the bigger deal was: the fact that they didn't throw a flag on it, or the fact that Dan Mullins like ran <laughs> onto the field. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, even Steve Spurrier's looking at us going, what is he doing? I, and Steve Spurrier used to throw – I mean, he he's, he threw visors on the ground, broke headsets, the whole deal. He he wanted to put on some pads. I just feel like Dan Mullins is trying to create enthusiasm versus actually having it. And, and what about those uniforms? Were yep. they not like – did you like them? I thought they were different. I thought bringing yeah. back throwback – I think I always like throwback jerseys, mm. but – I just think flat blues like really weird. I, I can see what you're saying. It looked almost incomplete. Like the j- whole jersey itself kind of looked like it was put together by a se- seven-year-old in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Now I think the throwback jerseys. I, I love throwback time and all that, but <laughs> throwback time with a six-year-old designing it might not be the best. And especially well, fighting some people on the field just didn't add to the flavor. Right. And there's a lot of things like throwbacks are good, but there's sometimes a reason why things yeah. are in the past. And you, come, and you should just leave it there. They come back after but what, being on this COVID thing. But what do you think about what do you think about Dan Mullins like after the fight, like mm-hmm. walking through the tunnel, oh, like with his hands raised, oh, yeah, yeah, getting the fans fired up. I was like, easy, Vince McMahon. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought <laughs> we'll he was see like him straight, on WWE Monday Night Raw, straight up WWE. And then they they somehow got a still image of him doing it, and he looks like he's got like guns. And I'm like, yeah, it's not Dan Mullen. I uh, look. All I can say is there was no reason. Look, I know, I know there's dirty hits, and I've I played football too, and I know it can get a little, you know, chippy. But you don't get on the field, especially as a head coach. And what does that show your players to fight more? What I mean, about what about them only suspending two players? Yeah, like well, I'm like usually when that happens, you're you're looking through the tape, seeing if any punches thrown, any pushing, shoving, you're flagging them. There's a lot of punches thrown. Oh, I know. Like I watched the replay over and over, and I'm just like, well, there was a Florida guy, and he just kept hitting this guy in the face. I mean, <laughs> punching, punching, in punching. the helmet. But the guy didn't even notice. The yeah. Missouri guy was just sitting there. I mean, these, and Dan Mullen, him, I don't know how tall he is, but he's got no pads on. He's gonna get thrown like a rag doll if he tries to do anything. To these players, and he wanted that to step been, on the field. Wouldn't that have been like the the? It wouldn't have been the best thing, but it wouldn't have been the worst thing. <laughs> that had, would have been hilarious. had he been like, hey, 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 <laughs> and him just like flat on his back. He just would have like been in the out, hospital, like little birdies. We got these. You got these grown men, and he wants to step out there. I just thought it was a bad look. 
Like, it's a here's difference. The thing. It's a difference to hold them back. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people today talking just about, and some of them have been Gator fans, and some of them say, you know, taking up for the quarterback, but it was a bad look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then some people's like, Dan Mullins knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's that's a way to get them sparked up. And oh I'm like, gosh, I'm like. Well, I feel like there's other ways. You you ask Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, I think the best two coaches in football right now, and you think they would – you ask them, Nick, would you step on the field and try to go fight some players? I think his answer would probably be no, if I'm taking a guess. And I would think that him trying to – I can understand being a player's coach there, but it, it wasn't a good look at all. It looked like a bunch of trash to me. <laughs> Heard it here first. Uh, but I think, I think honestly – Dan Mullins is trying to recoup from uh, we're going to pack the swamp uh, and then the next day getting blasted with some COVID. Oh. Uh, so I think Dan Mullins is just honestly like grasping. He's he's going to be without two big-time players, defensive players, uh, during the the biggest – arguably the biggest game left on his schedule, the Georgia game. You know, some would argue that Florida State's bigger. Some would argue that Tennessee's a bigger game. I think at this point right now – the the game that means the most to Florida it's is Georgia, Georgia. And, yeah. and so ultimately he's going to be without a couple players there. You know maybe that ignites the the Florida fan base. Maybe that ignites the you know the 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 football team, and and maybe they upset Georgia. But to me, I don't know. I'm a I'm a act like you've been there before kind of guy. I like I like my team to to not be uh you know not to be as uh. As surprised that they're winning football games as as it seems like Florida is, mm-hmm. I think Florida's you know trying to trying to wear their their emotions kind of right there on their sleeve. But uh, but then then after all this, he comes to the post game presser as Darth Vader. Yeah, I I think he was really just feeling himself that night. Or do something. do you think? Yeah, I mean he was WWE. Oh, I know. Here like he comes who, next costume. He's winning a championship. Like who do you? <laughs> Who do you think, like, I don't know if you saw my post on Twitter, but I was thinking, like, that made me think of, like, what would Jeremy Pruitt come to a postgame presser? Like, what would be his, uh, you, you know, a Halloween costume of choice? I mean, Probably probably himself. Do you think, or maybe Coneheads? <laughs> you remember Coneheads? Yes. I feel like that could work. <laughs> I think he would be like, yeah, I don't care, I'm just coming with a bag and give me some candy. <laughs> give me some almond joys. <laughs> You think he's an almond joy guy? I think he's more of like a Snickers type of guy, just classic. <laughs> and just plain Jane Hershey's. <laughs> he's like, I want a Hershey's that's that's been left out for like two this weeks. Is, this has been the funniest show I think we've had yet. I mean, <laughs> we've had some funny stuff. I mean, I don't know what it is, but Halloween got people wanting to throw like, punches. Like, who would be the? Who would be like? Okay, let's. So Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, that's probably not the best. Like, because he he doesn't have a ton of options. He's either. Yeah. He's either Wooly Willie because I put that on face or I put that on Twitter. He could be Coneheads or uh, just Jeremy. Let's Bruce. just be honest. He could be Elmer Fudd. I mean, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Who who would be the the who? Let's this thing of other people. Like, what about Mike Leach? I think that's a pirate all day. Mike. Mike's a pirate all day. You know, he's got like a thing for pirates, right? Does he really? Yeah. He he looks like he could be like a. I think he he looks like he could be a store manager. A that store would manager? that would that would be very strict you know what you i mean think so like i could see him walking around at walmart with, with the a manager and he's like 
getting to it. You like know? this is going to happen. Yeah. Like if you don't watch this out, we're going to cut them smoke breaks out. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to. We have to. <laughs> him. <laughs> I don't know where else. What would What would Nick Saban be as for for Halloween? Nothing. <laughs> he'd be like, "I'm Nick Saban." Is that not good enough? Yes. Or maybe he'd be that little Affleck duck. Have you seen those commercials? How much do you think they got to pay him to do those? He better keep coaching football because he's a terrible actor. Oh, like he's terrible. <laughs> the guy goes. The last one, the guy was like, "Can I have that blue suit?" He goes, "Nah." You know I can't play favorites, you know, and he like looks oh, at the camera. Oh, that's right. You know I can't play favorites. Like he he obviously was reading off a clip or a big poster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A cue card. <laughs> What about Lane Kiffin? Oh, Lane he'd Kiffin? go wild. I think he could go. Mm. He's straight up like uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember Jay and Silent Bob? Is no. that before your time? That's a Google for you later. All right. Uh, it's, yeah, it makes me feel uh, old. Thanks. So. I think he could go as like a surfer. I mean, he's just that's straight up surfer. That's what I was going to say. Surfer, Star Wars guy or something. Like, looks like he could. He could be Lane Skywalker. Is that what you're saying? Lane Skywalker, yeah. <laughs> he looks like he could be in Star Trek or something, flying a ship around. I'm trying to think of anybody else that would be like a funny. What about Mark Stoops? Oh I feel like the way Mark Stoops walks, he could be like old McDonald. I feel like he'd wear a shirt around that says, give me candy. Like <laughs> like Mark Stoops, and I don't know where we're getting on this, but Mark Stoops, <laughs> have you ever seen him like get really mad on the sidelines? Yes, his face gets red. You ever seen that? Uh, you ever seen the guy from uh, King of the Hill? Yeah, the ball headed man, yeah. Dale. Yeah, I think he could be Dale. He probably could. He could especially be, especially yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just think I think more people should do what Dan Mullen did and wear their costume. I think Jeremy Pruitt would have, but we didn't have a game. I don't know, man. I, I just think Dan Mullen was feeling. See, I think Dan. Right. I think Jeremy Pruitt's been kind of wearing his costume all year. Have you seen the way he wore that that checkerboard gator? Oh yeah, like of course, I, the the head. Yeah, like kind of how it, it kind of looked man, like whatever. I when I saw it, he was backwards too. It was white. It was weird. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think he, was, he didn't know what was he. He said, and I thought it was funny after that. He goes, "I found out I was wearing that wrong." <laughs> He said that? Yeah, he said, I found out I was wearing it wrong. And I'm like, well, yeah, Jeremy, you could see your mouth and nose. That's the first That's the first sign, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, here's the thing. I did it's, not know that. It's the same thing. Oh. It's the same thing that I talk about as far as good football coaches – They're they're just because they're really smart about the football doesn't make them smart about everything. Yeah, and obviously wearing a gator is one of those. But hey, let's uh, let's take our last break of the day because obviously Dan Mullen being Darth Vader made us just really silly today. But we're going to take our last break of the day. When we come back, we're going to talk about what Jeremy Pruitt said on his Monday presser, what he said about the bye week, and what he said leading up to the game with the resurgent Arkansas Razorbacks, Sam Pittman and company, and uh, and what it means for, for Tennessee to win the game, and what would it mean if they lost the game. We'll talk about it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Carson, I think the phone lines have has lit Your up. Your hometown alternative. Look at that. <laughs> Got to hit the right button every now and again, Carson. Yep. But uh, did not do that. But uh, phone lines lit up. Who may be on the phone line? Uh, it should be Elijah, um, my co-host. What's up, Elijah? What's up? How are y'all? Doing well, doing well. Uh, so heard a lot about you. Just to give a little background, uh, Carson has been like pumping you up. So yeah. you ready for this? <laughs> oh boy, see if I see if I'm what he's pumped me up to be. Oh yeah, no, no. Uh, no honestly, obviously, I can't even hit the right button. So you're well on your way, buddy. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so I hear you're a big Tennessee fan again. Give him six podcasts. Uh, give oh, a little course. shout out yeah. to you. Um, Carson, I try to get him to to yeah. tell every time he drops one, and he does a really good job keeping it on the up and up. Uh, but uh, what about the Vols? I mean, coming off of a bye week, we were going to talk about what Jeremy Pruitt said at his press conference, but what, what do you take out of, uh, one, the bye week, and then, two, these Razorbacks we're going to have to see this weekend? I think I've, I've been this season a little bit disappointed with Tennessee, not, not in a way where I'm uh, – I'm upset at anybody or the coaching staff. I'm excited coming off this bye week for the team to get it together, and I'm excited to face the Razorbacks, and I think we have a chance. This week, I think Tennessee isn't, isn't going to be willing to take another loss. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for a win. I'm excited for Jared Garantano to come out strong and Jeremy Pruitt to do his job, Jim Chaney to do even better than he did last week. Um, what are your expectations? Well, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm I've got orange glasses. I, I wear them pretty regular, yes, and I'm sir. I'm pretty yes, excited sir. about uh, what what the opportunities could look like. If you look at last year when we came out of the bye week, it that's where the eight game win streak started. I mean, yep. it came out of the bye week. I think right. we lost one game, and then it was off to the races. So I, I'm excited. I think the the level of competition this this second half of the season is is a little stepped up, and I know I know. People talk about, well, what do you mean? Well, from last year is what I'm saying. If you look at that eight-game win streak, four of those wins was against South Carolina, Missouri. Mm-hmm. So two, you know, two right. wins against each of those teams. I think I think Texas A&M's got a lot to prove. If we get the uh, the down version of Kellen Mond, I like our chances. You know, of course, same like right. this weekend. If we get the low version of Felipe Franks, I like our chances. But if we get the turned up version of both of those guys, they're going to be hard to handle. Yep. I I'm definitely excited that we had a bye week and I'm excited for for what Jeremy Pruitt is able to do with this team and I like that we actually have a coach who can do something with this team. I have yep. full faith in Jeremy Pruitt and his previous previous experience experience my goodness I can't talk today. Yeah. And uh and for what he has in store for this team, I have full faith in the young people of this team that they will rise up to be great players as their coach well. So I'm well, you know, I have I have a short question because I, I've been thinking all weekend. I'm, I'm I watched the the A and M and Arkansas game because I was like, well, right. this is a two for one. You know, you can watch two of your future opponents and kind of see see a little bit of both. And and Kellen Mond exactly. is like a more athletic JG in my mind because yeah. he can do everything, but you just don't know if he right. will do everything. But uh, you look at Felipe Franks, and he looks completely different than what he did at Florida, which kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, but 
What I say is, and, and I, I've continued to go back to this because, again, Jeremy Pruitt has somewhat painted himself in a corner uh, in the fact that the loss to Kentucky, what that does to the program. But ultimately, I'm scared about this weekend because I think a win over Arkansas doesn't really mean a whole lot, but a loss to Arkansas means, means, a, ton. means a ton. Yeah, I think, sure I, think I think it could be – a big difference, I think, getting us a win here at Arkansas. I think one big thing that could come out of that would be getting back to our feet, getting back to a winning start. Let's start with a fresh start. Hopefully, JG can have a good game, and if not, we could see a new quarterback. But I think if losing to Arkansas, that would just be a big blow to the gut. I, I think ultimately, uh, you know, and, and and Jeremy Pruitt today in his presser, and, and I don't I don't know how much he caught of it, but he he was very unwilling to say. How many reps anybody was going to get this mm-hmm. week? To me, that's that's subliminal. Exactly. That's subliminal. Subliminal, if I can get a word out. Uh, that that really, it's up in the air. I think the leash is extremely short, and I think if if you know if if some of these younger kids are ready to go, then their option could come sooner rather yeah. than later. Because I think you know if you if you if you get down to Arkansas, you're going to have to make a change. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, not only at the coaching staff level, but I think there's a lot of people that's got to make that that decision, but but uh, I I don't know. I'm excited, but uh, I, I'm I, I appreciate you calling in. That's a uh, it's always fun to talk, and I I hope yeah. I hope by the end of the week that I can have your level of optimism. <laughs> Man, I I hope that they win. And you know, Jeremy Pruitt in his presser today, he was talking about how he's familiar with Felipe Franks, and I really hope that that works out well for us this week. I'll be looking ahead with optimism, like I've I've said previously. So thank you. Who's the uh, Who's the X factor if you if you were to pick one this weekend against Arkansas? Oh man, gosh, he he usually goes with like a Jeremy. Uh, you like Jalen Hyatt? I think he's a big. I think he's a key piece. Yeah, probably. I think I would have to go with Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt's a, a good pick because you know he's he's got the speed and and it's one of those things that really stretches the field and it allows you to be able to yeah. run the football. Uh, but I like D Beckwith too. They said he's he you know kind of laid into the to the the fold if you will because of COVID, no spring, no no fall camp. Uh, but they said during right. the bye week he got really acclimated, got in there, and that he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman that probably looks like most juniors and seniors. Yeah, I I think it, right. I think uh, Eric Gray and Ty Chan they're gonna have a good game too to get that running going because if we can get that running offensive line how we want it to and I think we can get it to that point I think we should be good. Yep, Eric Gray is a beast whenever he gets started. I, I think you're exactly right. But uh, thanks for calling in again as we're near yeah, the top so. of the hour. Uh, you're you're welcome to call in any time, buddy. All right. All right. Well, take care, man. Have a good day. You too. Look at you bringing in the phone calls. Hey, you know what? The Given Six Podcast, we'd say it at the end of every podcast. We say the Given Six Podcast is always scoring touchdowns. Pretty good? Sure. Maybe we should. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I like him calling in. He's, he's they probably, were touching down on the ground today. Like they were. They yeah, were, we, were, we were throwing touchdowns. And I think he's, he's got that optimism. He's always believed in Jeremy Pruitt. I believe in Jeremy Pruitt. I still think he's a good coach. I think, I think sometimes I think we're giving a little. We're just trying to find somebody to blame right now. Right. I think if you uh, look at it, it's, yeah. it we, I think just, he's just so set on Jared Garantano. 
I, I think that's what's holding him back this year, and I think that's what everybody's going at him for. Here's the thing. I, I think at some point you've got to do the simple things well. And before you can ever be razzle-dazzle, you got to be good at the basics. Yeah. And I think that's what people are frustrated about is the fact that sometimes we still don't do the basic stuff well. Yep. So we got to get that stuff tightened up. But, hey, we're out of time. Uh, don't miss Top of the Hour, the Sports Page replay from Saturday morning's Sports Page. You're listening to The Grind. We'll be back tomorrow.